Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. Hi, everyone. You know, there's so much change going on around us. Things, so many things have changed, especially over the past couple of years. And change isn't easy for everyone, but it's a fact of life over which many times we have no control. And we had no control over the changes to our lives that we've experienced over the past, oh, almost two years. Now, as children, we may have moved from state to state, city to city, whether we wanted to or not, because our parents' jobs or circumstances changed. And even as adults, we may change jobs for different reasons because layoffs, restructuring, reorganizing, changes in ownership or leadership have necessitated that we find new employment. Those are just a few of the possible reasons for changes in employment. Climate change is another factor. And something that gets a lot of attention, a lot of press, a lot of media coverage. Climate change and the effect on our environment also result in employment opportunities that create career paths for those with the necessary training. Now, my guest today is someone who made a dramatic career change for reasons she'll share with us today. For more than 20 years, she held the position of chief financial officer for a major environmental fund that channels the efforts toward preserving Mexico's beautiful natural resources. She suffered from long-term and debilitating chronic illnesses, but she was able to recover. Oh, you know, sometimes you just wonder what goes on, but she was able to recover because she had the foresight, she had the commitment, she had the tenacity and the forward thinking to change her nutrition, to change her lifestyle. And as a result of the changes that she initiated, she was able to restore her body to health. Don't get me wrong. We're not providing medical advice in this podcast, but this was just an example of one person making changes to their lifestyle 
their environment, what they were consuming in the way of food in an effort to improve their physical well-being. Now, in addition to being a financial officer, let me just give you some background. Let me give you background. Now, as a result of the changes that she made in her nutrition and lifestyle, this experience led her to explore alternatives for personal and professional transformation. And think about that. How do you transform yourself personally and professionally? Professionally, you may acquire additional training, additional education, additional skills. That will make you more marketable. That's the objective most of the time. But she was also able to help other people stop suffering and regain their health in a holistic fashion. So now in addition to this transition that my guest today went through, let me give you her educational background that she can elaborate on further when, when we begin our discussion. In addition to having a bachelor's degree in public accounting and credits towards a master's degree in information technology and business, Jimena Yanez Soto is now a certified level one and two Reiki practitioner, a level one biomagnetism practitioner, and RYS 200 yoga instructor. Now for listeners, I don't know whether you know what all that means. I don't. So I'm going to ask her to explain when we begin our discussion. Hemina finished her studies as an integrative nutrition health coach at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York and was one of only eight nomination recipients of the Leadership in Health Coaching Award. The International Association for Health Coaches has awarded Jimena International Health Coach Certification. Congratulations on that achievement. Thank you. And welcome, Jimena. I really appreciate you taking the time out of what I know is a busy schedule to talk to me today and to provide some information that may be helpful to our listeners. Thank you, Liberty. Thank you for having me here. And I'm so glad to be contributing to helping people to live a happier and healthier life. I realized that you had health issues, but what made you decide to transition from a career in finance, a career in health? Well, you know, in 2014, my family and I moved from Mexico City to Denver because my husband was transferred to the business center in Denver. So it was a major change. My boss, who was the CEO of this major environmental fund, he was about to retire. So he said, I don't want to look for anyone else. I want you to finish this. Back then, working remotely was not a thing. I'm talking about 2014. So I was working at the C as the CFO of this major environmental fund very far away from Mexico. But he said, I want you to stay here and help me because I'm going to retire and I want everything to be in order and all the finances to be good, everything. But I knew that at some point he was going to retire. And the new CEO, well, that person, of course, I, I thought that person would not know me. So they have to replace me at some point. 
I started thinking, I'm still working for this environmental fund, but I should start looking for something else because I know that this is going to finish at some point. Being an accountant as a doctor or a lawyer, you have to study in the country because if not, you can't. Like I, I would have to have done some more studies on, on account, yeah, accountancy. And the thing is that I love my job not because I'm an accountant. I love my job because of what the fund does for the conservation of nature. So I wouldn't be happy. I think working for a profitable business, maybe. I love what, what the fund does. It still does it. So I thought, I think it's accountancy is not my path. What am I going to do? So I started thinking and I had this thought. I remember when I was sitting at my cardiologist office and I felt frustrated and sad. And I was in this office with no windows, very cold office. And I remember her coming in the office with the results. And she said, you know what? You have POTS, which means postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And you also have high cholesterol. So you're going to have to take two pills for the rest of your life. And even though uh, my whole life I have been like weak and I have been sick my whole life, it's different when you know you have to take a pill for a couple of months, maybe a couple of years if you have a severe depression as I have. But when somebody tells you for the rest of your life, that changes everything because you're going to be dependent on something. So I asked her, is there something I can do, like a diet or something? And she laughed at me. And she said, you know what? I don't want to say this to you. I want you to try this. So go make a diet. <laughs> go for a diet. Do You have two months to try. And then you come back and we'll discuss your medications. So I started reading. For me, the world of health and nutrition, they were two separate worlds. I didn't understand how what you eat have, has implications in your health. But I started reading about it and I found a, a lot of literature and I started a diet, which was, of course, I had to stop eating a lot of things and including my diet, some things I, I've never, you know, imagined I should eat. So I came back two months later and she said, what did you do? Like, your levels are perfect. You you don't have high cholesterol because she thought, uh, thought this was something from my family. You know, all my family has high cholesterol. So she was like, you're going to have it for your entire life. So she was like, what did you do? This is what my other patients have to do. So remembering that event, I was like, you know what? Maybe numbers is not my path anymore. Maybe helping people to look for alternatives because I think we live in a world that alternatives are not very common. We're told what to do and we believe, you know, the people that knows. And we're not left with the space to maneuver. We're told what to do. So I say, I want people to have alternatives. And I know we're not the same. Some people might heal with something and that same thing wouldn't work for other people. But the thing is to have alternatives to heal. So I said, you know what, I think I, I want to become a health coach and help people that want to have an alternative to look to to uh, into other things to try to heal. I want to be there for them. So how did you find out 
kind of pursue this goal? I mean, this obviously you needed additional training. Yeah. How did you end up in New York? Well, I didn't go to New York. Actually, this is an online course. Uh, it started like, on, yeah, you have to be in person, but it was, they had a lot of students from all around the world. So they made this course online. And you know what? I was just, I was, I think I was through Facebook. I was looking for something through Facebook and I saw this ad of this um, institute. I started looking and I saw the reviews, started reading reviews and Suddenly, I knew people that had gone through the training. So I said, maybe this is it. You know, I, I didn't have to be in New York for that. And that was cool because I was working remotely for the environmental fund and I could stay home with my girls and I didn't have to move. So I thought that was cool. That's wonderful. So now tell us about believe.transform.b. Well, when I said, well, I, I want to have my practice as a health coach. So I thought about a name, the first name I thought, wonderful changes because you change. And I said, I, I want to have also a motto. I thought about Believe Transform B because the thing is, you know, in the Hinduism tradition, they said that being human being, it's a blessing. Like we're human beings are powerful beings. We have a lot of power with our minds. Actually, we are what we believe we are. What other people have told us we are, and we believe them, then we are that person. But we have the same power to change and be whatever we want to believe in. So it doesn't matter our personal story. It doesn't matter. You can change from one second to the other. You can be a whole new person. The thing is you have to believe that you have that power to change. So the first is believe, believe that we are powerful, that we can change everything, everything we know right now. Somebody thought about it and believed in it. And then we have it like, I don't know, computers and phones and books and all we have. Somebody thought about it and believed in it. And now we have them. So we are powerful beings and we can transform everything. The thoughts are our energy and we can transform the second is transform. So it's not that you're just going to think about something and be something. You have to go through a process of transformation, like, like a butterfly, right? We're going to end being something different, but something we were meant to be. Like you have the, the worm and then you have the butterfly and they're two completely different things, but they're the same in essence. They're the same thing. The worm was born to be that butterfly so at the end we are it's not that we become that's why i finish with b you are going to be the being you are meant to be so you have to believe you have to transform yourself and then you'll be that person well but you know there's something that i don't see i don't get a feel for where does the effort the work come in because transformation for a butterfly is nature. It's organic. It's from a caterpillar to a butterfly. But to transform yourself from a CFO to an integrative nutritionist, among other things, takes studying, takes training, it takes commitment, it takes passion. How do you factor that into the transformation? 
yeah, transformation is a lot of work because the worm won't transform in a butterfly until the butterfly starts opening the wings and the butterfly goes through a lot of work to open those wings. So in the same way, we have to do a lot of internal work. We have to trust, of course, our instincts. I was thinking, I need to, I want to help people. And this will cost me time because I have to study and I have to prepare for a whole new world, you know, and a whole new thing for me. And it's part of the process. The thing is to be happy during that transformation. If you are unhappy, maybe that's not your path. But when you enjoy things, even when they mean that you have to work a lot, you'll do it because you're enjoying the process. So it's kind of enjoying the process. You're going to be someone different because it's not that I have been an accountant and then I'm a health coach. The thing is the process I have to go through in my mind, who I think I am and the things I think I can achieve. And that is the hardest part, changing who you believe you are, because you can be whatever you want to be. But we're stuck with, they told me that I was, you know, sometimes stupid or that I was worthless or that I was. So changing that and starting to believe you are valuable and you're charming or you can do the things you think you imagine and you can make those things come true. That's the real change. That's the real transformation when you can leave what you thought you were. That's one of the things that I'm trying to convey to people that they can aspire to be anything and do anything they want, but it's going to take work. It's going to take effort. It's going to take time. It's going to take commitment. And just because you want it, or just because you think you should have it, doesn't mean that you will achieve your goal without the requisite energy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had a mentor that said, you know, we have motivation. And then he said, but motivation sucks because Sometimes you feel motivated and sometimes you don't. That's why you have to be disciplined. So when you have the discipline, even if you're motivated or not, because sometimes we wake up and we're sad, but if you have the discipline, then you are on your way to achieve things. So the key word thing is discipline. I want to do this. So I have to discipline myself for the bad days because the good days are going to be just a... (laughs) joy, right? But the bad days, I need this force or this something coming from me to make me do the things I know I have to do, but I don't have, I don't feel like doing them. So discipline is a key word. Yeah. For transformation, you got to have discipline. No, you're absolutely right. I know that, you know, I went to law school at night while I worked a full-time job. And I got through and I did well because I was disciplined. I I remained focused because I knew this was something that I wanted to do. And after you get so far into it, failure is not an option. You know, I kept telling myself that, oh, no, you have to keep going. Failure is not an option. I don't care how tired you are. You've got to keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And that's discipline. Because even if you're tired, you're going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So now what are you working on now? Well, I <laughs> I started to have clients as a health coach. And last year, I decided to write a book in Spanish. So last year, I was try I, I wrote the book and I was trying to promote it. I didn't know how. So What's this the name year, of your book? The name of my book in Spanish is Por Tu Salud y la del Planeta. So I translated it into English this year. So I've been doing that and learning how to promote because one thing is to write a book, but another different thing is to promote it and to bring it to people. So you have to work hard in both. So I translated it into English this year and the name in English is Healthy Planet, Healthy You. Healthy Planet, Healthy What? Healthy You. Healthy Planet, Healthy You. And I'm going to launch it I was uh, supposed to launch it a couple of weeks ago. I got sick, so I had to delay the launching, but I'm going to launch it uh, on November the 2nd, and I'm going to take advantage because it's uh, the COPE uh, 26 in Glasgow, Scotland, the Conference of the Parties. Uh, they're going to talk um, about climate change. What's going on in Scotland? I, I didn't quite understand that. What's going on in Scotland? Yeah, it's a conference of the parties from the UN. It's a whole week where countries sit down and discuss about climate change and the agreement of Paris, the Paris Agreement, uh, which is that this century we're not, we're trying as a whole community, all the, all the countries together, not to get more than two degrees warmer or try to keep the planet in the same temperature. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was oh, that's great. So you're going or are you going to do it re- remotely? Are you going to do it remotely? I'm not going. I'm going to be paying attention to what's happening. I think my book is about how we, from our houses, because when we hear climate change, it sounds overwhelming, something very big and something we don't have control. Like they say, you have to reduce emissions and you think in your car, right? Like, well, I have to drive my car, I have to move, so I have to use my car. So I don't know how to reduce emissions, me, in my house as a consumer. But there is a way to reduce emissions with our diet. So my book is about how we can start eating more consciously and help reduce emissions. So it's not just the job of the governments and the industries. I think that we as consumers... We have a responsibility too. So the the name of the book is Healthy Planet, Healthy You, because making these changes is not going to just heal the planet. It's going to heal us. Right now, human beings, we're so sick. We're having all these strange and mysterious and chronic sicknesses, diseases, and this is because of what we're eating. Do people have to become a vegetarian or a vegan to be healthier? Well, I promote the plant-based diet, which is mostly having plants, but I don't say you shouldn't eat meat to pay attention on where your meat comes from. Because if your meat comes from industrialized farms, then we're harming the planet and you're harming yourself because those animals, they don't eat their natural diet. They have GMO grains, which make them sick. So you're eating the flesh of a sick animal. So if you go to regenerative farming, then you'll have a very, you know, healthy steak, maybe. But you have to pay attention where does your meat come from. So I need to look for grass-fed steak. Exactly. And not just grass-fed. 
when people have farms and they have a lot of things going on around because you need biodiversity, you need plants and you need animals and they help each other. Like the residues of one thing, the input for another thing, for another process in nature, nature works like that. You don't have waste in nature. And here in the industrial farms, we have a lot of waste, which is polluting water, the atmosphere and the soils and everything. So when you have a regenerative farm, you have all these things going on. Things benefit from the waste of another thing. So you don't have waste because waste is the input for another process. That's why regenerative uh, farming is important and we should promote it and we should buy from them. Wow. Okay. Well, now I know I saw also in your bio that you're a speaker also. What do you speak about? I can speak about, you know, healthy things. I've been doing things about um, does eating organic produce really matters or maybe talking about some herbs or spices we have overlooked in recent years like dandelions. We have forgotten about all the magical, because I, I think they're magical, magical, uh, uh, miraculous properties they have, uh, how they heal us, uh, how to cook a healthy meal, Food for healing. I talk a lot about the protein meat. We have been told that we need animal protein. And that's a lie because everything has protein. Maybe not complete proteins, but even the lettuce have the amino acids. You know, proteins are just long chains of amino acids. What we need to look for are the amino acids. There are some amino acids that humans body produce and some others that we have to get from our food. And we have to get them all. So being Mindful of getting them through, you know, the diet has to have a lot of colors and a lot of food groups. Then you'll have all the amino acids you need. You don't have to have all these amino acids from animal protein. So animal protein is kind of a myth and it's for the benefit of a food industry. So sometimes when I say, well, we should be more plant-based, mothers, they're freak out like, no, because my kids, they need protein. Of course they need protein. But you can get the protein from other sources. You don't need protein from animals. So I talk about protein meat, um, animal protein meat, and uh, of course obesity and overweight and personal growth. Because as I told you, transformation, uh, you have to work a lot with your mind. So I talk about personal growth, uh, questioning our limiting beliefs, uh, how to turn around your life, how to be whatever you want to be. But you have to, of course, you have to work and you have to be disciplined. Meditation and breathing techniques to deal with stress. And I talk also a lot about modern medicine and traditional or alternative medicine because people are taking a lot of pills and maybe just making little transitions in their lives or changes in their lives. Instead of having 10 pills, maybe they can have two, right? Uh, because those pills, they harm the liver a lot. The liver has to work a lot to metabolize those pills. I talk about that too. Mind and body, secrets to live a happy and healthy long life. So I talk about uh, these things, diet and wellness. Well, let me say, you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, you know, I try to eat healthy. I don't eat as much meat as especially red meat as I used to. Like you, I have high cholesterol, which is hereditary, but I manage it. I do take 
a small dose of medication, but I changed my diet dramatically. I, you know, it's mostly vegetables and fish and poultry. But every once in a while, I like a steak. I don't mind telling you that. I like a steak. But I realized that, you know, although I feel fine, I know that it's, you know, there's certain foods that, especially in excess, like what do they say? Moderation won't kill you. Anything in excess is not good for you. So I try to be mindful of keeping it to a minimum. And, you know, but every once in a while, I'll splurge. And the thing is that sometimes we think about animal protein, just like what we're having at dinner, maybe like the steak or the fish or the poultry. But you have to look into your breakfast, like maybe you're having bacon and eggs and milk and cheese and all of those. We've been told that they're protein. They have the same amount of protein and fat. So we're having a, a very high fat diet right now because we think we need animal protein. So sometimes people say, well, I don't, I don't eat red meat, but what are you eating the whole day? Some people have three times or more than three servings of animal protein every day. So that's also taxating the liver. The liver has a lot of work to do. It deals with poisons and toxins, but also with fats. Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.